Welcome to Highway 89, BYU Broadcasting's live music performance program. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. If you like time travel, and really, who doesn't, you're in luck because today is a total throwback episode, nothing but oldies, which, of course, if you're a classical station, means very early music. Instead of tuning up the Steinway, we've tuned up our harpsichord, and joining me in the studio are the musicians of Utopia Early Music of Salt Lake City, Utah. They are founders Emily Nelson and Christopher Lecluse, soprano and tenor, Lisa Chofty and Bio Aoki, recorder, Pamela Jones, harpsichord, and Garrick Woods, cello. Utopia Early Music is an ever-changing consort of musicians that came together for performances of medieval, Renaissance, and Baroque music. And one thing I like about them, not only their level of musicality, there is some serious musicianship here, but also the fact they're not afraid to dress up. So if you go to a concert, you may see them in costume and period dress, and this is radio. Dress them however you'd like. They've also recorded a couple of albums, The Flawed Pearl, Music of the English and Italian Baroque, and The American Muse, with music of American composer William Billings, hymns from the sacred harp tradition, and folk songs with old world roots. We'll have a great time today, beginning right now with music from the 17th century, two compositions of Henry Purcell.
pleasant is this flowery plain and grove. What perfect scenes of innocence and love. As if the gods, when all things here below were cursed, reserved this place to let us know how beautiful the world at first was made. Ere mankind by ambition was betrayed. The happy sway No storms of war his thoughts molest. Ambition is a stranger to his breast. His sheep, his crook and pie are all his store. He needs not, neither does he covet more. Silent groves he does retreat, who shades defend him from the scorching heat in these recesses unconcerned he lies, was i 
delight of their innocent joy, crown monarchs whom cities and kingdoms obey, whom cities and kingdoms obey, are not half so contented, are not half so contented, for happy as How pleasant is this flowery plain and grove, and two and one upon a ground. From Diocletian, both by Henry Purcell, I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You're listening to music performed live on Highway 89. Tenor Christopher Lecluse has performed with Magnificat, the San Francisco Early Music Society, and Voices of Music, as well as with Salt Lake Choral Artists and Utah Symphony. Chris, thank you for coming today. Oh, my pleasure. This is really a labor of love for you. It seems like you love the music. You even love the process of finding it. How do you do that? Well, you know, um, this is a place where performance and research kind of come together. Um, part of it just comes from doing it enough that we're familiar with place, pieces we've performed in you know, other groups, other contexts. And our concerts come together in a sort of stone soup kind of process. You know, everybody sort of just chips in their bit. Um, Emily throws in her beets and, you know, I throw in my <laughs> potatoes and, uh, you know, and, and something comes together. And we're always amazed at, uh, at what comes out in the end. Do you have a particular di- musical discovery that's kind of a favorite or you're most proud of finding? You know, I guess it just depends on the rep. You know, we perform everything from the Middle Ages through the Baroque period and actually into the 19th century. We've done stuff from the 20th century. It's about a 1,500-year swing of music right um and so it kind of depends on the on the on the repertoire um you know uh some of the medieval pieces we've done don't really get a whole lot of airplay and so every one of them is sort of like its own discovery these baroque pieces that we're performing for you today um you know it's it's always amazing to have done something years ago in another context and then realize how well it would fit into something like this. So what do you do when you have a piece that calls for, for instance, medieval fiddle player, Mm -hmm. and you've got to find a medieval fiddle player? Well, that's where we're fortunate. Um, (laughs) You know, we have a lot of wonderful friends, uh, both locally and around the country. And uh, so we need medieval fiddle. We call Shula Kleinerman from Seattle. I can give you her number. Uh, you know, more locally, we have the, we're so fortunate to perform with the folks that are, that are on our program today. And just recently, it's been wonderful. There's just been all these, one, these great period, uh, you know, music performers that have kind of come out of the woodwork um, really just in the last year or two. Well, we want to hear more. So we'll let you take your place here. We're going to hear from local musicians, Utopia Early Music, in the studio today. Tenor Christopher Lecluse and soprano Emily Nelson founded the ensemble in 2009. They perform music of medieval, Renaissance, and Baroque eras and takes their name Utopia from their ideal of a musical world in which anything is possible. And uh, lots of you literary types know that name also references the book by Thomas Moore, written during the middle of the period in which their repertoire falls. Here is one that I'm sure you'll recognize from the, the beautiful recorder harmonies, Sheep May Safely Graze by Johann Sebastian Bach.
We've just heard a live performance of Bach's Sheep May Safely Graze, performed by Utopia Early Music. You're listening to Highway 89. Soprano Emily Nelson is one of the founders of the group. She has degrees in voice, music history, and early music performance from Indiana University and the University of Utah. She regularly sings musical theater and opera. In fact, she'll be singing the lead in an upcoming production of The Marriage of Figaro. Anything besides modern music sometimes just gets thrown into one big bucket, classical music. But my goodness, you're singing from so many different time periods. Are the vocal techniques really that different in all of those periods? Um, you know, that's a, that's a subject of very hot debate in my field. <laughs> um, I, I, don't really, I don't really think so. I mean, it's the same, it's the same instrument. I think that um, it's always best to approach any piece of music by asking what, by, by trying to figure out what the piece is asking of you as a performer. So there, there can be a lot of variations in stylistic choices that you would make between different styles. But I think as far as just phonation, good singing is good singing. (laughs) I also have heard that you are very fond of really modern music, new electronic music (laughs) in in, uh, Aphex, Twin, Otecra, and... But you also do this as a performer, so what? How, how is that technique different? Oh, you know, um, I don't know if it's a technical difference. It's just a, a, a mind shift. I think, you know, it's funny um, you should ask that because I think that it's actually kind of typical for people who are attracted to uh, early music to also be attracted to newer styles. It's not really, it's not really, really that unusual. I think um, it's something of the same impulse that draws people to both of those things. Oh, one piece that, that you like is Philomel by uh, Milton Babbitt. Yes. Back, clear back in 64. And so interesting because he used the, the synthesizers he had, which may have died by now. I don't know if it could even yeah. ever be recreated again. <laughs> I'm but, not sure where his studio is. It might, it might still exist somewhere, maybe in a music museum. <laughs> have you know. performed that piece? I have. I've done that, I've done that piece a couple of times now. Some of the vocal jumps. I mean, yeah. it, it does take it does take some technique. It takes it takes very very good vocal technique to sing Philomel. You also have to be obsessed with Philomel. <laughs> and so, by that, I deduce that you are obsessed. One hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> what is it about the piece? <laughs> oh, you know the the story is is so compelling, and um, the the story that it tells is kind of supernatural, and um, it's it's a Greek myth. But um, what Milton Babbitt uh, did with the piece, I think, just takes takes the listener into a different um, world, into a, a world of um, of metamorphosis, and um, it's just a completely different mental space that you occupy when you're listening to Philomel. Interesting that he writes that as sort of a new music electronic piece, and he's using a Greek myth. It, it yeah. sort of shows how it can all tie together. Yeah. Well, let's hear more. We're going to hear a piece by Italian flutist, oboist, and composer born in Tuscany long ago, Francesco Barsanti. And we'll hear his sonata in C for recorder and continuo.
Music from Francesco Barsanti's Sonata in C for Recorder and Continuo, performed live by Utopia Early Music. Soloist was Lisa Chafti, playing the recorder today. She's also director of the Emma Ray Riggs McKay Music Library at the University of Utah School of Music. And when I see the recorder, I remember the tragic day in fifth grade when we had to choose an elective, and I chose recorder because I thought we were going to learn to use tape recorders. And I was so disappointed when they stuck a whistle in my hand. <laughs> Later, learned that I should have been glad about that. But when did you discover the recorder? Well, I, or, I also discovered it in fifth grade. You probably um, knew what you were signing up for. <laughs> uh, possibly. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, um, as with uh, most children in school, I started out on a, a plastic soprano recorder. Um, and then I graduated from that to a real instrument. You can't see my air quotes, but, um, <laughs> and I uh, started playing the flute, and I played the flute all the way through college. Uh, and then in, when I uh, got to college, at Wellesley College, I rediscovered the recorder. Well, the, in, the instrument you're playing mm -hmm. is just beautiful. It's made of wood. I'm sure it's not plastic. 
Oh, no. No, it's not. <laughs> and this is an alto recorder. Is that typical for music of this period to be played on an alto rather than a soprano? Um, yes, usually. Um, there are some pieces where you would use soprano recorder, but um, many of the solo pieces and the pieces that we played um, this evening, for example, use an alto recorder. Well, it manages to have that same sound with a, a little more warmth sometimes than the mm -hmm. soprano does. Yes. So... With your experience in library sciences and your degrees, mm -hmm. you are into preservation. Yes. Uh -huh. But uh, I was thinking it's one thing to preserve a bunch of bones under glass. It's another to bring a dinosaur to life. And that's what you guys are doing mm -hmm. uh, because you're pulling it out from under, under the glass and, and letting it live, <laughs> letting people hear how it would, would have been. Has that always been a passion of yours? Um, yes. I mean, I've actually always loved um, early music. Um, and actually, when I was playing the recorder at Wellesley, I was also majoring in medieval Renaissance studies. So I've always just loved the period um, and making new discoveries. Part of the reason why I became a librarian was also because I just loved to discover information and share information. Well, so. Uh, we, we're so glad you're part of this and sharing with us today. We want to hear a piece now from uh, Claudio Monteverdi. Uh, Renaissance. He was known from coming from the Renaissance into what we now call the Baroque and wrote some of the earliest surviving operas from his Incoronazione di Popea, based on the life of that hero, <laughs> Roman Emperor Nero. We will hear Pur Timiro. Oh. 
Timio, music of Claudio Monteverdi, performed live on Classical 89. That brings us to the end of another edition of Highway 89. And this hour, we've been lucky enough to have musicians of Utopia Early Music in our studios. Emily Nelson, soprano, Christopher Lecluse, tenor, Lisa Chofty and Mio Aoki, recorder, Pamela Jones, harpsichord, and Garrick Woods, cello. Thanks to all of you for coming, and come back again soon. Utopia Early Music performs historically informed concerts of medieval, renaissance, and baroque repertoire, and they've released two CDs, The Flawed Pearl, Music of the English and Italian Baroque, and The American Muse. The ensemble has won an Arty Award for Best Classical-slash-Opera Performance. More information about the ensemble, including upcoming concerts and projects, available at their website, utopiaearlymusic.org. We welcome your comments and questions about the show. To contact us, simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite, and the show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.